Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mums That Meet podcast. In this episode, I sit down with mum of one and entrepreneur Stacey. We talk about her journey of going from being made redundant to starting and creating her own CBD product line, the realities of running your own business. We also speak about being self-aware and taking proactive steps to pick yourself up when you're feeling down. And lastly, we speak about how she balances being a single mum and having a son with neurological difficulties. I hope you enjoy this episode and thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today, Stacey. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Oh, it's okay. Um, would you like to give everyone an intro on who you are? Yes, I would love to. So my name's Stacey. I am 36, I think. <laughs> I always forget yeah, my age as well, I, don't worry. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've got to like 34 and then every I have to like work it out on my fingers. But I think I'm 36 anyway. And I've got one little gorgeous boy who is nine. I can remember his age. <laughs> um, nearly 10. And we are in the middle of quite a few assessments for ASD, ADHD, um, auditory processing disorder, anxiety. So we're, we're, we're busy with that. Oh, at the wow. Moment. Wow. <laughs> but when I'm not busy with that, I am working on my business, which is Panthaya. And we are a CBD wellness company. Um, with a big focus on the wellness part of CBD rather than the medicinal side. Okay. I'm so excited to hear about this stuff as well because I don't know anything about is it CDB. Did I say it right? CBD. CBD. <laughs> so don't don't say it right. You're not the only. Don't one. really know much about it. I only know that I always thought it was linked to weed or marijuana. So I'd be interested to actually hear what your business is yeah. about, what you guys actually do, and stuff. Excited to share. Yeah, <laughs> excited. And you're not the only person. We get. I get. My inbox is just a constant stream of people asking me questions. And those are the people we're trying to support at the minute is those you've got those people who have no interest in it. And you've got people who have slight interest, but know nothing. And we're trying to support those people um, into becoming users and, and being able to use the product effectively and not be terrified of the million different things out there. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah no, that's going to be cool. OK, so. We're going to take it back a bit when we start with the to begin the podcast. Yep. So, what was your childhood like? It was wonderful. Well, it's a really weird thing to say it was wonderful. So, yeah. when I was little, we had a very abusive father. He was emotionally and mentally abusive to my mom, to all of us for my whole life until till I moved out. Basically. Oh wow! Um, my little brother was terminally ill so we lost my little brother when he was 10 Aww. he would have just it was his anniversary actually on sunday 20 years 21 21 years got to get along now um and my mum became then a foster carer so we had loads of children in our lives which was amazing and when i say it like that people always think it's weird that i said my childhood was amazing but considering everything that was going on I was, yeah. I was generally a very happy child and we had a really happy childhood my mum made sure of that she's a a very strong woman and I don't really ever remember her being sad or angry much she was always so positive and as I've grown older I'm in awe of that because as I'm an adult, the adult situation she was in which was horrendous yeah, yeah. you know as child was terminally ill she had a husband who was a nightmare so for her to still be so positive all the time and just like make life fun for us and, and happy for us and give us loads of amazing memories was um was pretty special of her really so yeah it was a it was a hectic life as a child but I was happy it was it was a it was a happy childhood yeah no and it sounds it that's amazing because like you said like it sounds like you did go for a lot but it still sounds like you still had such a good childhood and it didn't like because yeah. you know your childhood could I guess make or break you can't it so this is good exactly. to hear that it's and obviously as I've got older, I've I noticed traits and things that I do that have stemmed from things that have happened in the past. You know, yeah. Um, I'm a very nervous person when people get sick, so I don't like. I'm I'm constantly diagnosing people with all kinds of illnesses, but I was obviously around a lot of illness. Yeah. And at hospital a lot when I was younger, so that was a big part. Of that. And these little things that it, it does shape you. And even though you don't, even though I remember my childhood being happy, it does have effects on the decisions you make the way yeah. you act, the friends and relationships you have as you get older. Um, but I'm still positive. Yeah, that's <laughs> so good. So I learned, I learned that from my mum that, you know, um, everything's a lesson, do you know what I mean? Or a blessing or, you know, it all shapes yeah. who you are. And, I, and I'm quite happy with who I am. And I wouldn't be who I was without the journey that I've been on 
even at a young age so I'm so I'm grateful for it no matter what that's true so so did you always want to be a mum as well then no I never wanted to be a (laughs) mum actually it's funny because when we were at school they gave you I don't know they just started as I was getting older and and seniors these dolls that they gave oh yeah some of my friends had had those yeah 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 so they sent these dolls out and obviously it was to stop teenage pregnancies we don't want teenagers and I was just kept thinking to myself but I don't even want one like I don't need to take this doll home because I already don't want a kid like I just I don't and I didn't I don't think at that time I thought I don't ever want kids but it just was not like not a thought in your mind it wasn't something I wanted to yeah Yeah, it wasn't like I can't have kids it was just like oh that may happen in the future and that's how it happened do you know what I mean it kind of just happened and I wouldn't have it any other way now like he was the best thing to have ever happened in my life yeah but it was just so it was just something there's so much I wanted to do I'm a very motivated person and I wanted to do all this stuff with my life and and being a parent was sort of near the back end of that perhaps like nothing immediately in my forefront yeah was, was being a mum um oh, wow. but here I am <laughs> <laughs> now that's interesting to hear actually because you do hear most women say like oh I've always wanted to be a mum so it's quite interesting to be fair yeah. I think I was quite similar to you to be fair I thought I guess I always wanted to be one eventually, but like you, I had so many goals and yeah. stuff you wanted to achieve first. You think, I don't, I'll think about it later kind of thing, but it happens, yeah, <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah, like, people go, can't you wait to have kids? And I'd be like, well, yeah, I can definitely wait. It's not <laughs> yeah. what I'm going to do. So it, it would have had to have been a surprise because I can't ever imagine I've sat down and gone, right, Planning it. <laughs> let's be responsible for a whole other human. And obviously, as I was younger as well, I was the eldest of four children. My brother was okay. Pamela. So I, I took on a role, a lot of, of helping out around the house and looking yeah, after my yeah. brother and my sister because, you know, I, I could see how hard it was for my mum to be juggling everything. Um, So I suppose that had a bit of an effect then I... It, I'd, I'd done my mothering as a child I was helped out then so I was like right I'm just ready to be free now yeah um, yeah but I didn't have cars until I was 26 so I did get my um my teenage years and my childhood in there first oh that's good that's good and it's true because some sometimes the eldest child does take on a motherly role and I guess it can have one yeah. one way effect or another way to be fair so once you finally had your son how was it adjusting to motherhood um I was thinking about this I was trying to think how, but I think, and I don't know whether most mums will agree with me, those first few months become a bit of a blur. Yeah. So I can't really remember <laughs> how I coped. I knew before I had Carter I was going to be a single parent, you know, so that was a decision I'd made. Yeah. So I think I'm a very organised person. I like to organise things. So in my head, I just went with that. I was like, this is what I've got to do to be for the best for both of us. So things like... Um, I was so strict about, sleep. you know, don't be rocking my child to sleep because I'm a one parent family. And if you're not here, how how is he going to settle? How yeah. is he going to settle if he's always got to be carried? Because when he's going to sleep, I need to be doing the cleaning or other things that, you know. So I just, I was very organized in that way. And I think I was so focused on not failing that um, I probably didn't get to relax and just go with the flow as much as I would now like if I had a baby now I think I'd be a lot more chilled and just you know let go with it because I know that it all works out in the end but at that time I was so scared yeah yeah um, of being judged as a single parent and failing that I was just like I can't fail at this like this has got obviously it's a child I can't fail so I was so on the ball about like him and people used to say to me oh my god he sleeps so well and I was like but I made him do that do you know what I mean yeah. I was like so regimented with stuff because I was so scared of getting overwhelmed mm. with parenthood and not being able to cope that I was just I was just like a machine like we've got to be prepared for this do you know what I mean we, we can't fail at this so yeah no, that makes sense because <laughs> I think sometimes there's like yeah, this bad so- not bad thing about routines but obviously because sometimes they are hard to keep up with it's like some people push yeah. like don't push a routine too much but I do think just like you a routine was very important for me because I have twins I had twins so I was like I think sometimes when you're not when you're not in when you're in a certain scenario a routine and structure is actually very important to make sure that you can kind of get through it isn't it manage yeah exactly manage I used to say say there was no one for me to go can you watch him a minute while I do this everything was down to me so I had to make sure that our lives worked otherwise we were either going to be living in a dump with no money or my child was going to be you know really unhappy so yeah. to create a bit of balance we needed to be organized and I always say it's hard enough being a mum as it is especially a new mum in the beginning 
and you've just got to let everyone do what they want to do so even re- if not having a routine works for you just go with it like let's stop reading stuff online yeah about do what's what best for you isn't just, it you if you love your child you're going to do what you think is best yeah exactly hands down exactly so whatever you do what and we should look at the parents like that as well if someone's doing something and you don't agree with it you've got to remember that they love their children and they're doing what they think is best so you know leave them to it let them let them do what they think is best for their family and you concentrate on doing what works for yours it's true so what about like so what if someone does want to set a routine like what is for example a single mum that wants to set a routine just like you said so they can kind of manage was there a tip or what advice would you give to them to kind of get started i think you've just got to go with with what works for you so go and don't be too don't be too structured on what someone else is doing so googling a routine and looking at it you've just got to go with what works for you so i knew that i needed to get carter to be able to self-soothe and go to sleep i didn't leave him to cry but yeah he quite happily go down and i knew that was my time then to split up that 40 minutes into going right let's get some cleaning done and let's get some sit down and watch crappy tv done do you know what yeah, I mean? so yeah. i think it's all about looking at what's important to you and making sure those things have got time to be done throughout the day yeah and basically just don't listen to other people <laughs> yeah it's true. because it's so hard it, it is really hard everyone tries to help especially in the beginning and i think even more so when you're a single parent because people know that you're on the road your own and they want to they want to help but i think you've got to be very strong and do what what works for you as a mom and and your baby and not worry about what other people think you should be doing or that you're not um you're not because you're cleaning the house every time the baby is asleep. If you need to sit down and watch some TV when the baby is asleep, go for, for it. it. Like, yeah, just have a break as well. Just, yeah. yeah, have a brain break and, and go out and do the dishes later. But if if you need to do the dishes while the baby sleeps, feel free to do them. Do you know what I mean? Just do yeah, what yeah. feels good for you. That's going to that's gonna, um, work for your family, basically. It's true, it's true. And then obviously there, you mentioned you're a single mum. So what's that been like for you? What's been like the hardest thing about that? What's been the best thing about that? Um, I think the hardest bit sometimes is obviously as I said we're going through a lot and having that emotional support yeah so I've got a lot of I've got I do have emotional support I have my mom I have my sister and physically I have I'm really really lucky but no one else is his parents apart from his dad and to just have someone at the end of the day when he's had a really bad day at school to sit with and go oh my god that was awful that do you know what I mean like (laughs) Yeah, that, that can be hard sometimes to so just have someone to share in the pain of like <laughs> yeah, exhaustion yeah. and the. Do you know what I mean? You just you do need that sometimes, and as much as you've got friends and family for that, they're not in your situation, so they're not going to feel. It's not going to be exactly the same how you feel. Yeah, yeah it's and they, they do try, and I appreciate it, but it's it's far and few between that you feel like that, and I suppose as you, as it gets older, it gets a bit easier. Um, and I think the best bit is being in charge. Yeah, so I get to make all the decisions. Yeah, um, yeah. I get to have them all to myself. I don't have to share them. I don't have to ask for someone else's opinion on what I'm going to do or deal with something. Um, and another big thing that I found when I was first had him was I was prepared to do everything myself. And I had a lot of friends, people I worked with who've had babies and expected that their partner was going to be this big role and do lots, and they didn't. Mm. And that was it was really upsetting for them, you know, and it caused a lot of arguments. Whereas I was just ready to go on my own. So I had no one to fail me. I had no one to let me down. So I felt quite lucky in that way. I was like, you know, at least I knew I was going to do it all myself. Yeah, and yeah. not who expected to share it. And then that didn't happen. And that, you know, they ended up doing a single parent's job, but with a husband or partner at home. So I always felt a little bit lucky in that sense. I was just like, oh, I don't have to worry about what someone else is not doing. I'm just doing it. I'm just getting on doing with it. it. And it's just calm and quiet. Yeah. yeah. So um... I totally agree with that as well because obviously I have my husband here and I think we have had like mm. disagreements in the past, like, you're not helping me enough. But and, yeah. and even <laughs> I've had to learn like as a mum to kind of drop that expectation a little bit. And I mean, we're in a much better place now. We actually parent as a partnership, but earlier on I did drop the expectation to kind of do what you can and if you get help it's bonus because I think like you said you set all this expectation they oh I'm gonna have all this help and then when you don't get it it's like yeah and then it's, it's like that plunge to earth then isn't it and then yeah. everything you do you do in a bitter way because you're like I'm always doing this I'm always yeah, the one you feel so resentful the I'm always the one 
yeah so true so but it true. was just always me I was always going to change the nappy I was always going to get up in the night and I was always going to clean the bottles so it wasn't disappointing when I had to do it again because I was always expected to do it myself yeah whereas I found some of my friends like that's the fifth night I've done the night I'm like oh. <laughs> yeah like I just do that every night that's fine <laughs> no it's true it's true and funny enough I say this to my friends who don't even have kids who are actually like single like when you're single you don't realize the freedom and the control that you have just so enjoy it while yeah. you have it and then when the time comes and you find someone then like it's going to be great too but there's a little compromising and stuff so just enjoy your freedom yeah you so you, I think there's a big thing around being single you know it's seen as an in-between thing. Yeah, so yeah, single, or like you're lonely. You're, you're or something. waiting for someone. Yeah. It's actually a really empowering time, do you know what I mean? You get to be in charge of everything and anything in your life and you don't have to worry about another adult and think what do they want to do, what would they like to do, what are they not doing, what about their feelings. So it's a really selfish time in your life where you can just concentrate yeah. on you. So it's a positive. I think I had probably one of the best times being single before I got with my husband now. That's one of my best times. I was being single and like actually just enjoying being single. It's probably one of the yeah. funnest, funnest times. And it's times. nice, isn't it? Yeah. I do say that. I'm like, God, I don't know what I do now in a relationship because I'm like, I haven't got time for anyone else. So, <laughs> so like, used to yourself now. I'm busy. I'm busy, love. I've got stuff to do. You well, there's nothing out. wrong with knowing what, like, being with yourself anyway. Love a bit of me time. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, me too. Me too. So, have you always worked then while you've been a mum as yes. well? Yes. Wow. So I worked right up until I had my son. I went back to work like for two afternoons a week when he was four months old. Four months. Um, yeah. Wow. I felt a bit bad about it, but I had. To, we needed. No, that's to amazing so, as well. Know, if you ca- like, if you could, we, we just had do to it. do it. So I used to do, it was only two and a half hours each session. I, I worked for two and a half hours twice a week. Um, and some weeks I wouldn't have to work. It was just sport. I needed to be making sure I worked self-employed. Okay, and yeah. I was working for an agency. So I had to keep my foot in the door. Otherwise, it was going to come a point mm. when I went back to work and I would have lost all those connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, had no, and then starting from the beginning again of building up um, consistent work. And obviously, you can't do that when you've got a child. But you need to have a bit of consistency. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I've got to, but it was also a blessing as well. Cause it was like I was going to say, it must've been good to just have a little yeah. bit of you time. Just yeah, no I baby. Just went and I was just me for a couple of hours and I missed them like hell. I always say this. I, I'm happy to leave them and I miss them and I can't wait to get back, but I enjoy that time. Yeah. Part. Yeah. Like, and so I do you enjoy. should. It's like a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I come back and I'm a better mum for it, for just having that time to myself, whether it's going in the shops or whether it's, grabbing a coffee or going on holiday or just going to work for a meeting yeah like this now is like a break to me do you know what I mean it's yeah like me time and it's um it's good for you no it's good true and I'm, I'm just like yes. you like I said you feel better for it so I might as well I know for a fact I'm going to come back a better mum so I might as well why not do it, can it? yeah and it. enjoy yeah. it while you're doing it because I think in the early stages for me anyway I just kept overthinking about them so then I, it wasn't fun yeah. but you've got to learn no, to enjoy it like, whether someone else has fed them properly, yeah. they've done what you would do with them. And then you get to a point, I think, once you've been a mum for a little bit, you're like, they're not the end of They'll the world. They'll be all right. Whatever they're going to do, you know, I used to be like, what's my mum feeding them? Has she given this? Has she done that? Has she, like, let him have his iPad too long when he was a toddler? And I was like, this, I can't control when I'm not there. Yeah, so, exactly. He's exactly. safe. Leave. Calm down and just focus that's on the what main you're thing. doing at the minute. They're safe. They're going to be fine. Yeah. So that's the main thing. No, that's true. That's true. So you recently, what was it about last year or 18 months ago, you left, you got made redundant yeah. from your job, right? And you started your new venture. So tell us all about that. Yeah. So um, I was in my old job for eight years. That was the longest I've ever, I've ever held a role for in my life. Because wow. I'm very, uh, I get very bored very easily. Yeah. Not so much bored, but I like a new challenge. Yeah, so yeah. when it becomes monotonous. I get very bored in a role then and I need something else to move on to. So I think I've always done that all my life. Um, My last role was a business development role though. So what happened was I got to treat my area like my own business. Okay. So that's why I was able to stay there so long because I was able to um, work in a way that was flexible to me. Yeah. Um, So then obviously last year we were made redundant. But before that, I... um, I'd started to use CBD. Okay. <clears throat> well, actually, my nan used it first. I'm not going to... My friend um, has a shop, and he's got some of these CBD vapes in. And he's like, 
they're really good like you should try them for your migraines and I was like oh yeah I will and just like brushed it off and it wasn't as big then do you know what I mean in the as it has grew over the last 18 yeah. months but then my nan was really in pain with her shoulder I think it was or a back and they'd give her really strong pain medications but then she was really sick because they were making her nauseous so she was like I'm either in pain or really ill so I said would you try the vape nan and she was like I'll try anything so I got at it and she used it and the next day she rang me and she was like I can't believe the difference wow so I was like oh wow really so then I was like okay I need to try this now and then I tried it for my migraines was bowled over by it <laughs> and basically what I used to do was in my old role I used to go around independent stores and every time I went to a store I'd end up Instead of selling what I was meant to be doing, I was selling <laughs> CBD. And I was like, it's amazing, just like going on. And then these people would be like, need to try it, where'd you get it? And I'd be like, I'll get it for you. So I'd drive to my friend's shop, get the CBD, drive back to their shop, give them it. Oh, wow. And I did that for ages. I wasn't getting any money out of it. It was just like, it was costing me petrol, if anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was driving around. But I was just so made up with it that I was just like, oh, do you know, like when you just want everyone to do it? I'm like, do it. It's yeah, great. just try it. And every, yeah. And every time someone tried it and the ads go back and they'd be like, oh, this worked great or this happened. I'd be like, oh, yeah. And I just, I literally fell in love with it. So I was like, listen, I'm already selling this. So let's, let's start selling it. So before I was made redundant, we set up like a little eBay store um, and began to sell it through there. And it was literally, couldn't, couldn't keep a hold on it. It was selling so quick. And I was like, oh, wow, wow. Amazing. there's so many people looking for this. And then eBay kind of just put a spanner in the works and was like, by the way, you're not meant to sell CBD on eBay. And I was like, how? Like, there's hundreds on there, like hundreds. And I never read the terms and the conditions. There was a bit in there that said no illegal substances, but obviously we wasn't selling anything illegal yeah. in the UK. So, like, so it, is it legal then, right? So it is legal, but because the likes of like eBay and PayPal, they operate in, in a from an america oh, okay so under american law um there's certain things that are still clusters like you shouldn't be selling them like just through ebay so they then rules then filter down to us so we had to remove all our items from from ebay and we had loads by then because we were selling so quick we bulk bought and i was like crap what are we gonna do now so i was like i still love it still love it still love cbd so we decided to set up a website and I knew it was going to be hard because obviously it's not like eBay where there's billions of people going through. Yeah. Already, it's you've got to drag yeah, each you've single got to get person the traffic to, to you, don't you. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's hard, but we we did it, and over the year we just decided then to make the jump, and we were like, right, we're going to create our own. We wanted the company to create it for us, so that obviously they've got all the facilities and you know that's a big job and we, we didn't want to undertake the process and part ourselves yeah. but we ended up finding um a company that have their own farm um and it's a farm in scandinavia out in the sunshine so no greenhouses it's all grew outside just like it should be Um, they create everything in small batches and we can literally they're a family-run business we can literally make changes at any point throughout the process that we want to and we can make the, the smallest of changes the biggest of changes and I just fell in love with them I was like this is it these have got like they they campaign a lot for regulation in the states for CBD because they believe that there should be more regulations and there should be um, you know standards that companies have got to adhere to yeah and um, so yeah so we were just thrilled with this company we they were like on board with our ethos on board with what we wanted to do product wise and that was when our products were born. We released them last week or the week before. Oh, God, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So they went out on pre-order um, and then they sold out on pre-order at wow. the weekend. So we decided to add some more because we've done an offer where you could get 10% off. And we were just like, we weren't really expecting to sell a lot. Do you know what I mean? We thought we might sell, convert a few of our regular customers. We've had so many new customers come and join us. And it, I've just been overwhelmed with it, really. We're really, we've only got three products and we're going to be adding one more to the line. Yeah. We're trying to keep it really simple. So, you know, this is your three products. We've, you know, we're, we've put loads of education on the website. We've made the labeling easier to read. We're always sharing information and we're, tra we're just really trying to support people in getting the best benefits that they can from CBD rather yeah. than just go buy CBD. It's wonderful. I want them to buy the product that works for them. And I also don't want it to be overwhelming. Um, so yeah, so we're really pleased with how it's gone. And what does the name actually mean as well? Our plant fire. So plant, and I really hope no one corrects me on this. So plant, <laughs> obviously, it's just the word plant. But higher, and I don't know how you pronounce that because it's Arabic. My business partner's Arabic, so um, and it was a weird or like a, a 
like a saying that means modest, like underrated. Okay. And we just felt like, you know, CBD is a very under CBD is an underrated um, product, but uh, hemp as a plant is an underrated product. The things that hemp can do is amazing. We can swap so many things in our life for hemp, as well as being able to use it for CBD. So we just put them two words together and we were like, it's just it, you know, modest plants. That's just like where we come from here. So yeah, oh, we, we, made, we made that word up in a coffee shop after several, several hours of trying to, because we used to have another name and we just, it just never fitted with us. It was just too, too much like a shop and yeah. it didn't encompass what we were. So yeah, it took, a, it took a while to get there, but we did in the end. Yeah, you got um, there. Oh. Yeah, we did. But what I love about like your whole journey, what you've been explaining, there's been ups, there's been downs, but you've carried on. So what advice or what two tips can you give to people that want to do like you, like just step out, they love something so much, they want to make it a business. Like how did you keep going? <laughs> <laughs> I've got thick skin. <laughs> um, but one thing I will say is is do it. Don't wait to be perfect. I've always had like this, um, this thing of of planning, but sometimes that can be detrimental. I plan too much. Yeah, and I won't go with a project until it's too perfect. And it doesn't need to be perfect because I can guarantee what you think is perfect when you put it out into the market, you're going to change. Yeah, You're going to change 50 million more times because you learn as you go along. So there's no need for perfection before you start. Just just start. Just make a start. Whatever you do, whether it's setting up an Instagram before you've even got a product, whether it's reaching out to other people in the market, whether it's starting to network, just do something. Don't just keep sitting with your pen and paper planning yeah. or making logos or, or stuff like that. Just just go for it. Understand where you're coming from, the why of your company and what, what you want as a person to achieve. And then just go on your journey because it will change. I mean, I started, all I wanted to do was set, I set up an eBay store and I've ended up a year and a half later with my own line of CBD products. <laughs> wow. So That's that what was I love, not where though. I was expecting to go. But each time we came up with a problem, you have to learn to pivot. Yeah, yeah. So that's another big thing. Like, you can sit and wallow for a minute, you know, when PayPal pulls our payments I may have said a few choice words, which my child reminded me was naughty. I'd be in big trouble if I keep doing that. Um, but once I've done that, there's no point sitting around moping about it. You've got to then think, right, I can't do that now. What can I do? What can I do now? Where, where can we go next? So yeah. we're like, right, we need to find a new provider or we need to offer a different... Do you know what I mean? It's always just changing do you know what I mean move yourself don't give up just because something gets hard and don't just sit and look at it and expect it to change do you know what I mean yeah you've got to true. you've got to change your business and our business has changed so much like I said from selling CBD vapes on um, eBay to now our own line of CBDs that doesn't even include and we're really creating this wellness community and a well-being community we have people who come and blog for us about different aspects of well-being and it just wasn't what I set out to do but but that's okay because that that's where the the market took me. That's where our customers took me, and I figured things out along the way. So yeah, I think two things would be: don't wait for perfection and learn to pivot. That and if you do that, that's no business will survive if it stands still. So true. So if you just if you just go right, this is my business, launch it, and that's how it's going to stay forever. It won't because we live in such a fast paced society and people want new things at the drop of a hat and people always want some so your business is never going to be the business you started with it's always going to move so just go for it just take a step do something and once you've started you know you've just got to keep going like, yeah don't give up. it's true it's so true as well about the perfection thing because I feel like I'm I used to be like that too like you plan so much you do all these things and yeah. then you don't actually do and like you said when you do you're probably going to have to change you might as well fa fail fast and then yeah. find the solution yeah, and then move on from there. Yeah, honestly, that's my new quote these days. Fail fast. Let's just fail fast. Literally, I used to on. see failure as something I wouldn't tell people about. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got to, you look at these businesses online. Obviously, as a business, you're not going to put up every failure. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Today, exactly. today, we lost four. Royal Mail lost four of our parcels. So we're not going to do that <laughs> yeah. because that's just, you know, no one wants to hear that. But I used to be embarrassed about these things that these had happened to me. Yeah. But, you know, if Royal Mail are losing four of my parcels in a day, go and find a new courier. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's as simple as it is. Like, it's teaching you a lesson. It's saying, stop using Royal Mail. Sorry, Royal Mail, if anyone is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I do still use Royal Mail. But... <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, 
don't see, I used, I used to be the exact same. I always wanted perfection. I was so scared of it not being right that it stunted me. And I've had so many businesses. I've had a cake business. I am trained in anything, like wow. anything you can ask. I'm just trained in because I was always on the search for a business, but I was always so scared of failing and so, so focused on being perfect that it did never come of anything. And this time I just didn't. I was just like, listen, I want to do this. This is what I love doing. And whatever happens I'm going to do it so you know it seemed very strange I wrote a post the other day saying you know I never grew up wanting to be like working hemp and CBD like who does you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. I like dressed up as a hemp leaf as a three-year-old like life goals but <laughs> yeah. I just came to this place you know what I mean and I am absolutely passionate about what I do and I think if you're really really passionate about what you do and you really love what you do then these roadblocks are just a guide and you're away from something that you should, somewhere you shouldn't be. Yeah. And if you can see it in that way, then you'll you'll succeed. And I hope in about five years, I'm going to come back and talk to you <laughs> um, a bit more about this because I'll have pivoted loads more and we'll still be going. That's my my life goal. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. To be, you're so motivating, honestly. I love speaking to you. <laughs> like, I, I'm even starting yeah. some new ventures and just by speaking to you, you're even <laughs> motivating me. So honestly, I'm loving all of this. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm always like this though. My family... Um, are probably not so pleased about it because they only have to say one thing and I'm like yeah come on what can we do then and just like, <laughs> I was just saying it in passing I didn't actually mean it maybe they like, need people what? like you because that's how you yeah, keep, and I'm like, take let's action Google something. let's put a plan do you want me to start your Instagram and they're like well back off and I'm like so now I do say to people I do warn them I come with like a label one I'm like I will get <laughs> yeah. overexcited I will be pushy I will send you a million different podcasts to listen to and people to follow on Instagram for what you want but you just have to tell me to stop when it gets too much because I'm just so overexcited about everything. I'm like, come on, we can do that. And other people are just like, back off, just back off. Honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm, I won't, I like this warning signs. You can come to my address book. I don't mind all this. This is great. So how, how do you keep up this confidence though? How do you keep going? I mean... And have you always have felt this confident, I guess? Or is it more like no. where you so, go through you know things? What? I, I still remember being in juniors and every single day on the playground, I would go, I think I was an infant actually, sorry. I would sit on the floor by myself because I was so terrified. Not that anyone was mean to me, but I was just so scared of rejection that I wouldn't even go over and ask to play in a game. Oh, wow. So I used to just sit and watch them all walk around. And, and I remember little bits of this, like I was never that confident, but one, I don't know where the turning point came where I just decided like fake it till you make it. So often I'm not very confident inside but I just I'm very good at projecting that outside I think yeah. once you've been projecting it outside for so long your inside gets on board exactly do you know what I mean so you forget you forget that you were you were scared or you were you were worried or you weren't so confident self I mean even the other night I had a complete meltdown in bed um started like harassing my mum and my sister and I was like can you taste the new products like can you try this? My mum was like, calm down. I was going, what if everyone hates the products? And she was like, you won't. Like, you've done so much work with these. We've all tried them. Everybody loves them. Calm down. And I was over it the next day. And I think that's the, the thing you've got to do is don't let it um, don't let it drag on too long. So we can all have yeah, things exactly. where you feel like Pick a unmotivated. But do something. Like, have a toolkit. So I know that, like, meditating. Um, I don't know. What else do I like to do? Watching some, like, really uplifting TV. Yeah. Like, Queer Eye. Queer Eye is my total favourite because it's so motivating. So by the end, I'm like, yeah, I feel better now. Um, reading a good book or listening to a really motivating podcast. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to recognise when you're feeling unmotivated or down or not lacking self-confidence self and do something about it and go, right, what can I do to make myself feel better? And I think that was only something I learned to recognise as I got older and I wasn't able to do that as a younger person to go, okay, I'm not feeling very confident now. What can I do to improve that? I just sort of got on with it. Yeah. But now but now I have that skill to do that. So, yeah, I think that's... Um, that's amazing, though. That's so amazing yeah. that how self-aware you, you taught yourself to be that, you know what, yeah. I feel down, I'm picking myself up and I'm moving forward. And I think that's probably the hardest thing everyone deals with because you stay on the high and then as soon as you feel down it's so hard to come on so get up again and yeah <laughs> and I spent so many times in life doing that like having these massive highs and then these massive lows of where I would stay down there and it just got to the point where I was just like no I refuse to stay in this position right I don't feel good so sitting here wallowing is never it's never made me feel better so what yeah. can I do to feel better so I've accumulated these these toolkits over time to go, right, I can do this, I can do that, and I know that's going to make me feel better. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I think that's it's a healthy really habit. No, that's great. Yeah, that is great. That's it. And we should teach our. I'm always like this, raving about school. But these are the things that we need to be taught at a very young age. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, because if you, if I had those skills at a younger age, maybe my life would have. I mean, I like my life where it is, but you know, things could have happened very differently. Differently, but um, I'm always trying to teach my son that, and especially my niece who's a little bit more self-aware. You know. She loves my crystals and stuff like that. So I'm always like telling her, if she gets upset, I tell her to hold the crystal. And I'm like, I bet you're going to smile now. And she'll smile. And she's like, oh. oh my God, the crystal's magic. And it's something for her to have to go, when I'm feeling down, I can get this and I know it's going to help me feel better. Yeah, building that mindset in. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's trying to do, I'm just trying to instill in here. She's very open-minded because she's only four now. So, you know, I just really want her to have those skills as she grows up. Yeah, I love that though because it's true. I feel like we, why aren't we taught this stuff? It's like a lot of our because I feel like well, my mum and stuff like the generation before us they didn't really do these types of things. It's only now yeah. we're oh. more self-aware. We're more like realizing these things. So hopefully our children kind of know it already. Well, that yeah, age. yeah, exactly. that's it, isn't it? We we all sort of came into this as we got older and we learned these skills as we got older. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But now I think these are a lot it's a lot more open now do you know what I mean so if you wear crystals if you meditate if you read self-development or go to these like motivational courses they're not frowned upon you're not seen as silly anymore so I think it's a lot more open now and I hope that we do really change the school system at some point to include teaching us how to be happy it's true it's bizarre. like we're never we're never taught when you're feeling down or when you're not feeling your best this is how you can help help yourself exactly here's how you take care of yourself inside we're not taught that and i have now learned that and i hope someone listens to this and and learns that too learns it too hopefully i think (laughs) hopefully they definitely will definitely i hope so (laughs) so we're coming towards the end but i guess before we finish i know obviously you said about your son so i think it'll be good to kind of tell people like that side and how you've been dealing with those things yeah so what is so weird I really believe in the universe and attracting things into your life and so one of my many roles I used to work with children with additional needs on friendship groups and I always used to say to myself I used to say um, and I hope no one takes offenses but I used to always say I I could deal with a child with a physical disability but I find I think autism is so misunderstood Mm. and you know that social connection not there i don't know whether i could emotionally deal with that like that yeah would be really hard. such a broad and, spectrum isn't it yeah and there's so many little things and just the simplest of things are so difficult and because a lot of these children and young adults and adults on the face of it look perfectly you know average um it, it makes it even harder do you know what i mean yeah. because then they have an expectation of how they should act and how they should do so i and i used to say this so much and then um obviously now I'm in a position where Carter's is being treated, uh, assessed for ASD. So I'm just like, I brought this into my life because <laughs> yeah. I think the universe was like, you keep saying you couldn't cope, but you would, you would cope. You'd be great. You'd be good at it. So they were like, right, we're going to prove it to you now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're going to send this your way. Um, but I knew from very, very early on that something wasn't, just wasn't quite right. And I could never quite place my finger on it, but he sort of got to a point where he just went backwards and he, he was progressing normally talking and stuff and then he just stopped he just didn't really talk and he never really progressed past that point um so i'd been in and out of the doctors obviously at two they're just unwilling to do anything because at two he could just be a late development do you know what I mean? yeah like, and he's a boy as that. well isn't he so they say yeah so that's yeah. it you know boys generally do talk later they're a little bit lazier and and even though i knew deep down inside they were telling me what I wanted to hear. Yeah. So they were telling me, you know, it's probably just a little bit of a delay. It, you'll pick it up. It's probably just this. And I I took that in. I was like, yeah, yeah. And even though I knew deep down, I, I took satisfaction in that because I was like, yeah, that's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. And just as he got older, it just became very much more obvious that that was not the case and that mm. he was not going to grow out of these things. And if anything, it was going to get worse. His behavior, his tantrums at home, we were great, you know. I say great, a lot of other people wouldn't have been able to cope with his behaviour, but we, I think we're, we're all right, we, we do fine. We yeah, yeah. We have to deal with them, you know. But at school and places like that, that was when the issue really showed itself because obviously in a class of peers, it, it was quite obvious that he was, you know, acting in a very different way. Um, his first school he went to were horrendous and I hated them. Um, 
there was basically a school where here's the box and he needs to fit in it and that's the end of it and so we moved him to another school and it was the greatest thing we've ever done ever they're just so understanding and he's come on so much he manages in the first school they were saying he needed to go to a unit that he wouldn't cope in mainstream do you know what I mean? It was my first child. And even though now I've come a long way and I could accept that from someone saying that at that time, it was devastating. Yeah, I can it imagine. It was so devastating. And I didn't want to hear it, do you know what I mean? And, and it was, and I was just so angry at them for just not giving him a chance and not giving him the support that he needed. He's still in mainstream school now. He's never had to go to a unit. Oh, that's amazing. It's it just Good. someone being able to teach him in a way that was acceptable to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he does have a lot of difficulties, but he's the most funniest child i've ever met he, he makes me howl on a daily basis he's so funny he's got such a dry sense of humor obviously everything to him is black and white so he will pull you up on the on the funniest of things because you haven't made sense and it, <laughs> you know it, it is he is funny and well, we, we are like we are little best friends now but you know that doesn't mean especially during lockdown there hasn't been times that have been really really difficult like unbelievably hard where his behavior has just escalated so much and being in a confined space is you know I've just gone, someone come and take them. I can't actually deal with another day of of this. Like, I need a break. And, you know, my mum's had to step in and, and take them for a couple of hours just to make me help me refocus. And, you know, working full-time as well, this was another reason that I wanted to work for myself. Me being away from them for so long every single day and being in work and having to go away for the night for work and doing all those things had a really detrimental effect on him we couldn't create a routine that that suited him okay well. and since i was made redundant i have then been able to have the time and the headspace because i had a very very stressful job to to put more into him and to help him and you know we do all these little things where i help him socially and we we practice what to say in social situations, which Aww. you never think you'd have to do with a child. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, if some he will learn, it's just going to take him a lot longer yeah, to understand yeah. those social cues. So we are working on that. And I wouldn't have got that chance only for being made redundant and being able to work a business. If Carter's having a bad day, that means I can go, right, I'll work tonight when he's gone to bed. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't have that choice. So he got up and he was really upset in the morning. I had to still go to work. I didn't have time to sit with him and, him and talk through his feelings and coax out. We were like, we've got 15 minutes to get you to school and get me to work. Otherwise, I'm going to get in trouble. Well, that's a really sad way to be. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's been an, a roller coaster, um, but we're finally getting somewhere and we should have some assessments done by the end of the year um, when COVID does one and we can go back to hospitals and stuff. Came so what would, what would you say, like, for any other parents or anyone that's kind of maybe has dealing with a child that has similar or learning difficulties or I, 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 is that the right thing to say is it a learning yeah, difficulty so he, he does yeah. Have, yeah he's got some learning difficulties he's got asd is actually a neurological disorder oh okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so. But yeah so how how have you kept going because before you was talking about all of this business stuff so you don't even think that you're dealing with this as well so how how do you keep going and I think right. it's because of Carter's needs, he likes to be quite regimented anyway. Okay. So he likes things. So, and I am like that. Like, we were only speaking about this yesterday. When we go on holiday as a family, I always argue with someone. <laughs> every holiday. But it's because I can't cope with social interaction so much. Yeah. So, like, having yeah. been around people all day, I start to get very irritable and the smallest things annoy me. Whereas me and Carter like our own freedom. So we're, we're quite similar. So I think it we we were quite well in balance and that Jeremy you know I mean? he's quite happy to be on his own and I have to make sure that obviously that's great but I have to make sure that he's not always on his own you know I mean? yeah, so it's yeah. Sort of about, balance. Like, yeah switching backwards and forwards so I'll be like right I'm gonna do a couple of hours work you can go and have some new time but then I'm like right now you must come in here and spend some time with me or we need to go and do this or let's play a game and then right okay you can have your time again I can go back and do my work and that's how it's always a work so I say we just go backwards and forwards for me coaxing him out of his room and encouraging him to be sociable to then going back to uh, his his own space and having his his downtime but um, there's loads of really good groups on Facebook like I have a local one for my area and I'm sure the, it's the same all over the country and I think that's a, a great thing is to find other people in the same situation as yourself yeah people you can talk to people you can just put a message on a group and be like I am having the worst day my child is the worst I really dislike them at this moment in time. And, you know, and have other parents who go, we get it. Like, we yeah. get it. We know what we're on about. Have you tried this or have you tried that? And have that little bit of support. Because we love them again in an hour. But in that moment yeah. in time, it's like you need someone to 
to go, okay. The other thing I would say is be very, very honest. I always felt like I was, I don't know how to say it, like, I, I, I always felt like I had to defend them. So when a pediatrician mm. or a teacher or anybody, a friend, or asked me how Carter was doing, I was very defensive. And I was always pick up on all his great stuff as a mum, do you know what I mean? For, yeah, that yeah. Didn't help push with his diagnosis because they were then like, oh, mum's saying fine. he's doing great. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he'd be like, does he like, you know, his food cut in a certain way? And I'd be like, well, he likes his toast in triangles. But I don't think he'd be bothered if it wasn't in triangles. And instead of just okay, telling yeah, them that absolute truth, that. like, yeah, he'd probably have a bloody meltdown and call me for all kinds of a gave him his toast. That wasn't the right way. And you think you're protecting them, but you're actually doing damage sometimes because you're not getting the support that you need as a mum and yeah. they need as well because you, you're trying to defend them and keep them in a little bubble. So, yeah, that took a long time for me to realise is to be honest with everyone. You know, I can phone my mum now and be like, terrible day he's being horrible he's he's called me names he's done this he's done that he's done this and then the next day right we're over it and it's fine no one's gonna judge you yeah at one point I wouldn't tell anyone and I'd just keep it to myself because I didn't want anyone to think he was a horrible kid or go oh isn't he dead naughty or any of those things or look at him funny so I'm just trying to protect him I guess aren't you yeah yeah but in the end I was like right I've got to tell them you know I've got to tell the pediatrician actually we have a nightmare some days you know what I mean if the corner's missing off his chocolate bar you know, he goes on for an hour about how awful I am. So, you know, being, I think they're the, my two main things that have kept me going is, you know, I learned to be honest about and get it off my chest when, when things aren't great and also finding yourself a support network of people who are in a similar situation. Yeah, that's really good. The support network one as well. Well, my son is eczema, so obviously it's not as bad. Yeah. But I recently started watching videos of parents who children have eczema. And already I feel a bit of relief to see somewhere yeah. else. So I can only imagine a support group. I'm actually going to look into that myself if there's any. No, it is. And do you know what? I always say this. I always remember Carter chopped the top of his finger off. And he got a caught in a gate in, in a holiday park. And I was devastated. And I was so upset. And the doctor said to me, oh, it's only a finger. Wow. And I was like, I said, I could not care whether it was a hair on his head. He's my baby. And yeah. anything, anything that could affect his life and make his life not perfect and not all sunshine and rainbows, I'm going to be upset about. Exactly. So I always feel like it's really cruel. If your child's got like, you know, you see people who've got like birthmarks on the face and the parents are good, and you're like, oh, well, at least they're healthy. Well, no, let she's going to let that, let that mum be sad. Yeah, let her ha- get that yeah. out at least. Yeah, yeah, that's, sure. That's not fair. That's and, true. you know, your son has got eczema and that's, it's painful. Yeah, It's yeah. not nice to see them. It's not nice to look at, do you know what I mean? All yeah, exactly. Seen, and, you know, you've got a right as a mum to be upset about that and to want, want some support and want other people to go, that's okay. And I don't think we should, there isn't like a, the freaking hierarchy of illnesses like oh i trump your oh, illness so you, yeah, can't, yeah. so you must be happy with your child's illness or you must be happy with with your difficult behavior from your son or you know it isn't a, it isn't like who's doing the worst and we like you're allowed it's to talk about it anything with your child i think anything at all that affects their life the tiniest thing it still upsets me now he's got like a fat finger on his ring finger and, he, and i always go <laughs> Oh my god when he gets married how's he like gonna fit his ring over that finger like i just get so upset about it and i'm like it's so ridiculous but to me like he's my baby and that's yeah. my baby's finger and i will always be upset about it you know what Aww. i mean that's, no definitely all, that makes all, yeah we don't care what it is the tiniest scratch on your newborn has got to be the most devastating thing that's ever happened it's mean? so like, true it's so yeah. true that's true about. Okay, so we're coming to the end of the podcast. So mm-hmm. at the end of each podcast, I always ask these two questions. So the first question is, what does motherhood mean to you? Wow, that's a, a, a poignant question. <laughs> um, just joy, absolute joy. And I wow. mean, like, even though these, these bad times and hard times and difficult times, I know 100% of mothers, when, well, say 99, because, you know, put their child to bed and no matter how difficult that day has been there's nothing better in the world than looking at that face like i know when they're sleeping they're not innocent yeah there's nothing do you know even there's times when i've had a bad day i will get in bed with him because i just just to be close to someone who loves you unconditionally and there's nothing in the world that your child can do in the world and he you know with his with his needs as well he does ask that quite often because he gets very if you're upset with him he thinks you mustn't love him anymore do you know what i mean so i'm constantly reaffirming them it's like you could literally do anything. You could murder someone, you know, you could 
blow up a building and I would still love you. I don't think there's anything in the world that you could do. I said, I'd be cross with you. Like, I might be upset, <laughs> yeah. but I will still love you always, no matter what you do. I will, like, and that love, and it's true when you say it, and I think that's it. It just brings you pure, absolute pure joy. It's so true. It's true. Yeah. No one said joy, but I love that one. I actually really love that one. And I'm going to just say, I'm no, at no point do I encourage my child to kill people or blow buildings up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope We're everyone knows that. that. <laughs> yeah. we're just no, using that as an extreme example I'm like that's the worst thing you could do in the world and I would still love you still, I don't yeah, think he no. really believes me but yeah I'll have to think of something better to go with that in case I'm silently encouraging him to do awful things like it's cool my mum said it's good you know <laughs> <laughs> don't want that. and then the last question is if you had the whole day to yourself how are you spending it oh my goodness in outside, outside a coffee shop with a good book in the sunshine Oh, oh, that'd be nice. Heaven. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, Italy. Uh, if I could, can I leave the country on this day to myself? Yeah. To know. be fair, a few people <laughs> have said they'll leave it for the day, so you can yeah, leave the country oh, for the day. Yeah. Italy. Sat. People watching, reading a book, drinking copious amounts of coffee, and even a slice of cake. That to me is absolute heaven. Oh, I know that does sound good. That does sound good. <laughs> but honestly, Stacey. Thank you so much. You are so motivated. And on top of that, I love oh. your accent as well. So I just love listening, to, <laughs> love listening to you. But I thank you for all thank your you. tips and everything. But where can everybody find you on social media? Um, so we are Plant Hire, which is Plant and Hire, H-A-Y-A. Um, and you can find us on um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're not very active on Twitter, although we are there. And our website is www.plantfire.com. So you can find, we have a live chat on there as well. So I'm always, I'm always up in every inbox. So if you've got any <laughs> questions at all, you know, just drop me one in there. I'd love to hear from you. No, oh, honestly, Stacey, thank you. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate you. No, thank you. For joining I me. loved this morning. Well, this afternoon it is now. Yeah. I, I love the talk. Well, thank you so much for having me. Right, honestly. Thank you again to Stacey for joining me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling so motivated right now. So honestly, thanks for coming to share all your gems with us. One thing I just wanted to highlight is what we did speak about already is that whole failing fast. And I loved that about Stacey. She just showed that you know when you're having your own business or when you're working on something you should just go for it just do it because your original plan is going to change and that's something that I've actually dealt with personally with the businesses that I run you go in thinking you're going to have it this way and it's going to be like this but that's not always the case and things do change and you do have to pivot based off of circumstances based off experiences just based off all different things and I think that's just really good to hear and it is a really good tip for anybody that wants to go into something and maybe they're sitting on it maybe they're planning it maybe they're like you know what this is just not right just yet or I need to do this or I want to do that just go for it just take that step because more likely you're gonna actually have to change it while you're doing it anyway so you might as well put it out there while you've got it now and work on it Thank you again for listening and if you enjoyed the episodes please do leave a rating or a review to keep up to date with the platform please follow at moms that me on instagram or you can follow my personal page at silicrystal